Hi everyone, this is Josh, the DM. Welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons & Dragons, part of the Nerdy Things Podcast. I'm Tyler from the Talking Fail and the Discographers Podcasts. I'm playing the Human Ranger, Aiden Hobbs. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethysia, the Half-Elf Bard. Okay, so everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons and Dragons, where we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons again. Shocking! I know. Now with 30% more nerdy people. Now with 30% <laughs> more nerdy people. Is that right, Super Dad? Sure. I don't know. I haven't done the math. I'll get the scientists working on it. Okay. As long as they're better scientists than what you guys use for your Talking Fail podcast, because Will oh, should not never be mind. to do... Yes. Well, yes, we'll avoid that. Excellent. So, how you guys been? Not too shabby. Yeah, great. Always good to hear. It is cold, wet, and miserable here in Sydney. So. Oh yeah. Oh, oh so yeah, it's, it's winter there, right? It really is. <laughs> like, like Sydney winter compared to so many parts of the states is nothing, but considering like the summers we're used to and everything, it's like oh. I mean, summer's pretty killer down there, right? I assume it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like um, later. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I remember one year, my wife and I took a picture at the beach during winter, and it was like it was one of those winter days. It's like 15, 20 degrees Celsius. Like, I, sorry, I realized that's a really big difference. It's like maybe eighteen degrees Celsius or something, and it was just a beautiful, <laughs> clear day. Josh, these that's people fun. don't know what Celsius means. <laughs> Okay. I'm um, like 18 degrees Celsius. That's okay. So no, wait, hold on. I can do this. Maybe. So 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing for us, but zero degrees Celsius is freezing. So if you go up uh, to 18. Oh, don't even try. Uh, carry, carry the four. I'm going to guess it's, it's, it's somewhere around like 60 Fahrenheit. to 70. See, I was right. I can yeah. do things. Yeah, guys. Don't, don't, don't be, you know, getting your, you know, for the record, Patriarch. Fahrenheit... You leave your patriarchy at home, you two. Fahrenheit and our standard measurement scale is a load of crock. It's horrible, but we're stuck with it because Americans are stubborn. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. Um, yeah, it was this really, really good day, and um, we took a picture of us at the beach, and we sent it back to Natalie's parents who were living in Siberia, and we said, please pray for us. The Australian winters are too harsh. And, uh, <laughs> that's funny. We got no sympathy. Yeah, it's going to be 111 here in Vegas later this week, so. I'm very jealous. It's a big number. But moving uh, on. Oh, yeah, I guess if that was in Celsius, <clears throat> wow, that would be, like, <laughs> really intense. It, We're literally boiling. I'm guessing it's, like, around 40-ish. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't. So I mean, the hottest. On, and you guys had a <laughs> patrol of Josh segueing straight. Oh, yeah. Recap, re, recap us. Where were we? Okay, you guys were out the front of the citadel of what you believed to be Torniac. You noticed that the decorations on the walls had changed. They used to be white pristine gauntlets, and they've now been changed to spike-fisted gauntlets. Um, I'm going to assume mm -hmm. you guys are intelligent enough to realize these are the same designs Zargash wore on his breastplate. Oh, is he some kind of martyr figure now? I don't know, Ethan. That's a great question. And as you stood there admiring the walls, you heard a patrol of knights coming up behind you. 
uh, I leave it open uh, to the party. What you guys do? I don't know. Just sort of look at them, regard them, give them a little nod, like, "Hey guys, what's up?" They they ride up. They ride past you. I mean, th- this is a fairly well traveled road, and they've not got really any reason to stop you because you guys don't necessarily look like you're doing anything illegal yet. Hooray! Well, they might have changed the decor, but they're not dickheads, so no, that's a good sign. The, the captain just kind of rides past, maybe gives you a bit of a slightly funny look, like, what are you doing here? But, you know, there's there's 20 of them and there's, like, three of you. So... So, we're, so we outnumber them. Very good, Tyler. Someone outnumbers someone. Yes. Okay. So, guys, uh, where, where do you want to go to from here? I mean, we were here to go to the Citadel, so let's approach the Citadel. Yeah. Sure. Your party rides to the Citadel, and admittedly, the it's, it's probably about late afternoon at the moment. So the sun is slowly starting to go down, and uh, even though it is spring, at this elevation, the temperature does get cold very, very quickly. Um, the the man on the gate looks you over, and he, he doesn't know you. This is a new guy from when you guys were here last, which admittedly was more than a year ago now. And I kind of forgot the old guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, He didn't make an impression. I don't think he even got a voice. So, uh, Can I help you? Uh yeah, we we've we uh we've got an appointment to see uh Zephrinius. It's a really late appointment to see who. All right, look, oh, it's a it's a really leaves. long story. He, he, uh, I'm sorry, Tyler, but you, not... no, you notice the man starting to reach, kind of like he's in like a little building. You you notice him starting to lean to the side to reach for something. Do you, do you want to give me a perception roll? Sure. Three plus whatever's. You, you, you three don't know. Well. Okay, you don't know what he's doing. But you, you just notice the man kind of leaning to the side like he's reaching for something. Okay, so I reach over and I pat, I uh, like whack Gary on the back and I say, uh, God bless you. Man, those, those sneezes have gotten really bad lately. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. So, uh, yeah, what, what he was saying before his allergies kicked in was that we were we were looking for our uncle. He gives you a look. Give me a d20 roll. Yeah, his name is Befrinius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, he's like, oh, um, what, what would your uncle's name be? You know, kind of embarrassing, but I'm not actually sure what his name is. I've heard he's from the next town over. You see and him my leaning mother... further over, and you guys hear a bell start to ring? Behind you guys, the portcullis descends quickly, striking the ground, and a unit of knights come out, all pointing spears at you. Well, bums. <laughs> For the record, I didn't want to come here. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, sort of raise one hand while sort of leaning on the stick, you know, and be like, "All right, well, we're gonna have to sort a few things out here, guys." Try to look not I don't know who you guys think you are, and I don't know who you're here to see, but that heretic is not welcome. Neither are his friends. You're coming with us. Uh, real quick, does it feel like I like? Do we have a path of escape if we no. say if say if someone said you know say had a cloud of smoke emanate and 
blind everybody? Portcullis closed behind you, slamming to the ground okay. very, very well, heavily. Well, but there's but there's nothing in front of us, or there's we're blocked <coughs> in front of us as well. Uh, there are soldiers all around you, pointing spears at you. Okay, never I mind. I didn't no, want to come that. here. <laughs> just just clarifying. Hands go up very slowly. I assume. <sighs> well, one hand does. The other hand's keeping a hold of the quarter. I think. You guys uh, are very quickly and very, very officially frog-marched to the room that where you guys met Zephrinius the first time, and the room has changed. The decor is no longer simple and majestic. It is bare. It is extraordinarily ascetic. The chairs and the table have been removed and replaced with something far more Spartan in appearance. And sitting behind, and sitting behind a small table... On a very, very old-looking chair, right in front of a large insignia of the spiked gauntlet, is Aurel. Oh, hey! My hey! Captain, these are not enemies. Please, please, my friend, come. Be seated. Oh, like, man, what a welcome we were given. I like what you've done with the place. Yeah, you we had... have so many questions. I have questions for you as well, my friends. Please, All right. I shall have food brought. Cool. Captain, take them to their rooms, if you will. So you guys are now very, very politely shown to rooms in the Citadel. Um, you, you guys have got like an hour or something if you just want to quickly wash up and quickly get yourselves ready. I mean, that seems like a reasonable thing to do. We've been traveling for a long time, so... Yeah, describe, yeah sure, what else are we going to do? Describe your characters, like, not going into, you know, detail too much. Like, nothing inappropriate, nothing inappropriate for children. What kind of preparations are your characters doing? That is an interesting question that you posit. Uh... I'll, I'll pull out of my bag the cleanest set of ranger clothes that I have I guess if I have a spare set mm -hmm. and uh, take a take some kind of bath okay. with fluffy guarding okay sounds good Amethysia? Uh, I think so I'm gonna yeah take a bath and put on some reasonably clean clothes and then I definitely want to um, strap my loot to my back um, kind of just, you know, to, uh, so it looks casual. Maybe, yes. I'd like that. I'm maybe it's the casual. Here, I'm, I'm ready to hang out, you know, in a casual says, Let's hang out. The concealed weapon says I might stab you. Right. And you know, uh, if, if the loot happens to have like a knife hidden in it or something, you know, or that's a magical just... short sword. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. They were, sorry, short sword. Yeah. Then, hey, you know, that's just a bonus. So. <laughs> it is. And Gary. Well, I mean, reluctantly bathe, because I remember what happened last time we were here. <laughs> yes, he didn't have guys posted in your room this time. That's okay. Well, but it, but it's like, you know, I don't want to get Each off on the wrong foot here. Each of you give me a perception roll. Or rather, I've probably already gotten off on the wrong foot, so I don't want to get on two very wrong feet. good, very good. Good, we all pass. <coughs> Wonderful. Each of you notice something very slightly different. Aiden, you you notice that your skin is really a bit more tanned and that your beard is a bit thicker. 
Like you, you're, you don't trim that often. You really just like kind of keep it a bit tidy. But the, yeah. the hair on itself, like the hair is thicker. And you've definitely got a little bit of a tan, even though you have been outside, but this is a definite darkening. Uh, Amethysia, you have a really, like you, you kind of only notice it slightly because it is very, very subtle at first. But your eyes are getting slightly more widely spaced apart and your ears are protruding slightly more. So you are looking a little bit more elven than usual. Okay, so this, but this is only an appearance. There's nothing, I don't only feel any different. You don't feel okay. any different. Okay. Gary, you notice you're starting to go a little gray. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you notice, um, and I assume Gary has, I assume Gary is unshaven. I don't know. I can't decide. I can't decide if he's perfectly hairless or he looks like uh, Alan Moore. He probably just looks like Alan Moore. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that canon. Um, you notice sure. that in some of your, I mean, across your eyebrows, you're going a little grey. Your, your beard's going a little grey. You, you just see little touches of grey, which is a little odd for a half-elf of your age. This is hmm. odd. Yes. Yes, it is. Very quickly, though, you guys are marched back down to the dining room, and you notice that Aurel has gotten even more basic with his meals. Where in Red Oak, you guys were treated to, you know, there was there was roast meat, there was there was sauces, there was wine, there were dessert carts. This is now the most basic of basic fare you can imagine. Uh, there is no meat. There are only some basic root vegetables. Uh, there is a very basic porridge on the table, and there's a couple of bread rolls. As well. There's a few. There's like a loaf of bread. It's not a huge loaf of bread, but it's just a dry loaf. There's no butter on the table or anything. Interesting. Yeah. As you guys come in, Aurel, he he says a prayer in a language that none of you can speak, but it does sound kind of vaguely familiar to you. But it doesn't. It doesn't sound evil. He then bids you sit. Please, my friends. You said you had questions. Well, I mean, you have a host, so you first, dude. I should like to know the nature of the business you had with the heretic, whose name I will not dirty my mouth with. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. It's a family heirloom that he had sent to look for. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're noble adventurers, and we're trying to do the right thing. He asked us to get this thing for him. And heretic or not, when someone tasks us with, you know, a quest, assuming that the quest itself it seems noble in its pursuit, we, we go. And that is what we did, and now we have returned. Can you inform me? Of the item. These are dangerous uh, times. I, it was the, just his uh, grandma's uh, cooking understand cookbook. the nature of his corruption. And at, the, at this, he starts to get a little more excited. Like, he's pretty deadpan. But now you guys can see that there is a zeal in him when he starts to speak about corruption. Uh, well, are, it was just his... There is evil around us in all places, my friend. Darkness uh, well, and shadows yeah. growing all of us. The corrupt yeah, shall be burned yeah. on fire. 
Oh, fire. We know we do, we do know fire. So, yeah, we, we hear you there. Your reputation precedes you. <laughs> he, he's impressed. You, you know he's impressed by the kind of fires you guys start. So you don't need to bring that up. That's okay. Oh, we uh, always need to bring that up. <laughs> we have a quota. Um, but uh, no, the uh, the book that he sent us to look for was a his his, his grandmother's cookbook. It was really a specific book. Okay. And uh, we actually came back came back to let him know that we didn't find it. Dang it! <laughs> okay, oh, Aiden. One. Aiden, you shouldn't lie to the man. I mean, come on. We he knows it's not a cookbook. Right. It may please you to joke, Ranger, but these are not times for your levity. I mean, we've been on the road for a long time, and honestly, it's been a while since we've heard a good joke. Actually, do you know any good jokes there, uh, Oral? Because I bet you look like a guy that knows a good joke. I have no time for levity. And your answers are not giving me any satisfaction. Well, Why honestly... Why Schizophrenius contact you? You will tell me. Or I will have ways of having my questions answered. I mean, not recently. But it's okay. sort of awkward to talk about it because we're under, you know, a contract, uh, attorney-client privilege, you know? Yeah, no, if we start if we start telling people about, you know, the secret quests we get sent on, then we're going to gain a reputation around here. And honestly, we didn't even find the thing that he sent us to get, so it doesn't even matter. I mean... Zephyrnius probably has God's really good... starting to walk into the room now. Uh, not this again. My patience, my friends, is wearing thin. I mean, look at us. What here. did he we, if we, for? If we were here with ill Confess, intent, don't you... and your souls will be shriven. Well, I don't know what shriven means. So, so shriven, clearly... means, shriven means, you know, you'll, you'll be forgiven of all sin and purified and cleansed. You shall be I shriven mean... in the flames of purity. But we kind of, the flames of purity are not the types of flames that we're really into is the thing. <coughs> so, I don't know. I mean, we, we get sent on quests all the time. It's not a big deal. We're obviously not here with ill intent. We, we've, we've shown you no aggression so far. And you, honestly, are being a little bit rude to us right now. And I think, you know, we can all just have a good time. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just like the idea of trying to tell the head of, like, a major church, you're being rude. <laughs> well, maybe it will surprise him, too. I'm just going to say. These eyebrows do people, go up. I mean, um, there's that part of Lord people of the don't Rings. You know, if Saruman's we were, eyebrow. Sorry, I'm talking over you. Yeah, no. <laughs> if we were if we were here of ill intent, we would have come in, you know, with swords and nonsense. And honestly, you we approached you. dare threaten us? No, Guards, not at take all. Take them to the cells. You can Search tell. Them. Hey, this. Hey, take her to the cells. I didn't do nothing, bro. <laughs> hey, you're the one that brought us to the darn citadel, you two. So. <laughs> you, you guys, I, I'm. You guys are all. This is gonna me. happen anyway. <laughs> Your, your basic, yes, it was going to happen, unless Aiden had rolled really well on his deception. And I don't know why someone who has got no proficiency in deception would try to lie to me, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, I have a plus six to deception. I yeah, I know, you could have done real good. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, but trying. if I rolled a one, it wouldn't have made a difference. So. It, it would not have. The, that, the second that one came out, guys, this was the this was going to happen. Okay, so you guys, are, you guys find yourselves in cells, and these are bare. Each of you are in your own separate cell, and uh, th yeah, as I said, these are really bare. There is a 
a small pallet of rags in the corner and a hole in the other for refuse. The hole itself is really only about six inches along and has got a grate on top of it, so don't even ask. Um, ah, great. The doors and yeah, yeah, good one. Um, the <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Thank you. Um, the doors are thick iron banded oak, and just the look of them tells you that you cannot break these down by hand. There is a tiny slit near the top of the door that allows in the smallest amount of torchlight. And uh, there is the, there is no windows and the ventilation is almost non-existent, leaving the, ro the room both stuffy but also clammy and cold. Aurel shouts through the doors at each of you. When you heretics are prepared to talk, you shall be made to talk. If your heretics are not prepared to talk, you shall be made to talk. I shall purify you through pain and fire. And then he walks I mean, away. but what if we're into that? <laughs> he keeps walking. He, he, he's, he's not about to kink shame anyone. Anesthesia is feeling sassy today. That's all so I'm going to say. fluffy right now. Yeah. But fluffy, fluffy is with Aiden. She has been muzzled. Boo. Boo indeed. And so you, I... you, we, have, we have all of our stuff taken away? Yes, you have no weapons. You have the clothes on your back. They didn't take Even your my armor off. walking stick. Your Did they leave my loot? Well, goddamn. Tell you, give me, give me a highs or lows roll. <clears throat> so I'm going to roll a d100. Oh what? I'm going to roll a d100. Okay, uh, Amy, say high or low. Low. They did. <laughs> they took my loot. They took everything off you except the clothes off your back and any armor you were wearing, including the walking stick, Eden. They know you're a monk. Sorry, Gary. They know you're a monk. Well, well you know, my fists of fury will probably not help us very much. <laughs> they can pound on the bars a little bit. Okay. Um, guys... okay, this is when we need to start getting creative, I feel. Uh, um, I, I, I want to search the pile of rags. These things really should have been washed. You discover several forms of lice and crawling insects. Okay. Is it possible that I can investigate the room you can, for anything? You can, you can give me a uh, give, give me an investigation. Actually, sorry, perception first. Then. Okay, uh, Gary, you oh. notice there's a few oddities in the stonework. With, with that natural twenty, you you don't have to roll an investigation. Some of the stones, they're a slightly different color, and one of them does feel a little loose. Well, you know, pour at it. Okay. The the stone almost comes away in your fingers, and you, you kind of like jiggle it back and forward, and then you just hear a... And it's like a door just swings open into a uh, like a darkened hallway beyond. But just from his cell. Just from his cell. Well, I don't know if you guys want to try a luck with the torture squad, but I'm gone. <laughs> you do notice as you walk into the tunnel, a similar handle on the outside of the other's cells as well. All right. Uh, I don't quite know what we do with that information. He's saying that you have a way into our cells from the back. Oh, we're in separate cells? Yes! Oh, so I can... oh okay, sorry. We're trapped right now, buddy! 
I thought we were all in one big cell. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to search my cell for um, some kind of secret switch or handle. And, and you three. rolled a three. You're pretty sure you're in an enclosed room. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, if it's possible, I can, uh, uh, you know, bust these other two guys out of here. Let's do that. Or if Very not. possible, yes. I mean, they, you're able to open their cells quite easily. Um, and you can really only see that the hallway goes in one direction. All right. So I don't know what you, how you guys are like with sneaking, but I think I've got... Uh... Well, there's no one there. I mean, it's a, it's a dark hallway. There's not even torches up. So Gary and Amethysia can see fairly well because you guys are half-elves and you can see in the dark. Um, Aiden, you cannot really see it all. Like this is, like there there is light spilling in from the open stone doorways. If you guys want to leave them open, but it doesn't really go anyways uh, down the hallway. No, we don't want to leave them open. We want yeah, to close them. Yeah, let's close those doors. That's a fine idea. So, yeah, so at least they they theoretically could think that we got let out the normal way and wouldn't assume that we found the back thing. And then I will grab Aiden's hand and kindly lead him along since he can't see in the dark. That's very nice of you. You guys wander down this hallway for maybe five or ten minutes. Um, the hallway itself, it does, it, it feels like it's closing in on you a little bit. I mean, this is a very claustrophobic feeling hallway. Um, and you, you can definitely hear rats scurrying back and forward. Um, you do, however, see a small outline of a door uh, with some light on the other side at the end of this hallway. It, it, it's You guys have been maybe walking for five minutes, so not particularly long at all. Um, can I check for traps? You can, but I'm going to make you roll a disadvantage. Okay. Well, that is not good. You do not find any traps. Well, surprisingly, when you roll a two, you're lucky you, you found find... the door, actually. Yeah. Is, can we hear anything on the outside of this door? Um, you hear the crackle of a wood fire. All right. Well, uh, we hear any voices. And, and, and... Tell you what, uh, Aiden, do you want Fluffy to roll this one? Sure. Because she will have advantage. <coughs> okay, that's pretty good. 16. Okay. Fluffy indicates to you that there is at least a couple of people on the other side of the door talking very quietly. Can Fluffy hear what they're saying and then convey it to us in Wolf? Speak English. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you know if you've met Fluffy. I mean, I, I I've gotten to know her pretty well, and I feel like we we've, we've connected on a in a way that she we should be able to communicate by now. She thinks she's people, you know. She does. But but she, she indicates there's a, there's a couple of people uh, on the other side of the door, speaking quietly. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm looking at my spell list to see if you can see so that one doesn't work. 
I mean, it's, we really have one option or two options. We can open the door and see what happens, or we can just go right back to our cells and wait for that cleansing fire. Well, I was, I was hoping I could cast a spell through the door that might be helpful. Tasha's okay. hideous laughter was, the one, laughter was the one I was wanting to use, but I have to be able to see the yeah, target. I think the only thing that, yeah, I think pretty well all your spells kind of need you to be aware of where the person is in, in one way or another. I can make a fog cloud. <laughs> like manifested on the other side of the door? No, I think it'd be inside this on our side. <laughs> uh, so what, we're going to say that we're so a magic act? You want to you make a fog cloud when it's already pitch dark. <laughs> but it'll be make for a really good entrance. I think I have, I think I have like a shadow monk ability that can, hold on. Okay, so uh, you can't teleport yet. No, that's not the one I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, da, 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 silence. No sound can be created in or passed through a twenty-foot radius sphere. Point you choose. So I can. I, this this uses two cheap points, so I can only do this once. But well, we um, we have no idea who these people are, good or bad, or. Sorry, uh, I can do this twice. I mean, so we can silence it, bust, uh, burst in there, take them out if we have to. And then, you know, we won't... I mean, if these people have access to the back doors of these cells, they're either (coughs) good guys who are in a secret location that the bad guys don't know about, or bad guys that are guarding the back entrance to the dungeon. So... Wait, hang on. What? Can't you imitate people? Yes. Yeah? Could you look like a god and then trick them? Maybe? Well, Um, those are our two options. Either I silence them or you attempt to trick them. Yeah, I can make myself look different until the spell ends. Um, You'll probably just have to talk your way past them if they are bad guys. Right, we but, don't I mean, know how good we the, are at talking the, past people. It's not well, been going she's well. Talking past people than you are. Well, I mean, you know, give you a bow and arrow. You know that language. As the self-elected leader of this team, I I resent that. <laughs> Third option: we silence them. I mean, if there's only two of them, I feel like even if they're bad, we should be able to fight them. So yeah, rather well, than waste, yeah, exactly. rather than using up one of my spell slots, let's just let's just open the door. Well, yeah, third option is uh, silence. We take them out. If they are guards, we'll take their uniforms. Uh, well, me and Aiden will take the uniforms. You don't need to. And then okay. we can get around. Okay. Hopefully like we it. can get around the place. So, yeah, right. uh, I'm going to silence the room and kick down, well, cautiously open the door with my silence spell, like, just ready to go. I don't. I like the look on Josh's face because it implies that this is not what he was expecting us to do. You guys never do what I expect you to do. <laughs> That's what we're good at. So, so when I make notes now, it's got to be like, okay, if they do this, go this way. If they do this, go this way. If they do this, go this way. If they want to try this, here's a list of why this may or may not work. Right, but then we're inevitably going to pick something you didn't put on yeah, the list. Oh, oh, each time, almost each time. <laughs> oh. Because you're, you're thinking that we're smart D&D players, and that was your first mistake. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> Very good. So um, 
So Gary is going to cast Silence, and then how's this going to go down? Or, or how we is just sort of open the say? We open the door, and I'll walk out there. Wait, hold on. Before we, before we open the door, we take off Fluffy's muzzle. Well, right? I assumed that there was a lock on there. Otherwise, there's no point in putting the muzzle on. Yeah, there is a small lock. It's it's not the kind of thing that you could just undo by hand. It, oh. It's definitely got t some stuff on there. So she can't not, bite, no. but I'd allow a claw attack if needs be. Okay. Well, I was just thinking maybe we could grab like a brick or something earlier on and knock it off, but I didn't say that. So, okay, whatever. Ooh, that that Sorry. that could go very badly if she moves at the last second. Kind of thing. Anyways, yeah. so the door opens and... Sitting in front of a small table on a comfortable chair, you see a hooded monk type figure, and you see a very, very familiar face. Greetings, my friends. It has been some time. Zephrinius bids you sit. What? Holy oh. crap. You found him! Yeah, hey, bro. Uh... Well, I wasted a couple cheap ones. Sit down. <laughs> Actually, no, he can't say anything. He just looks at you irritably until the spell wears off. I'm like, oh, oh, well. I think you can. Awkward. I think you can cancel it. I think you can choose to I mean, end it. Probably. Hold yeah. on. Sound <laughs> Otherwise, this would be the most anticlimactic. Right, and then so then for the rest of the podcast, it's he just, just, he just looks resentingly at Gary. Silently. Just looks resentingly at Gary for five minutes. It says up being... to ten minutes. So okay, yeah, up probably... to ten minutes. So I think you can cancel it when you like. <coughs> probably. We're, we're not going to simulate ten minutes of silence. I mean, that would be really funny, but no. <laughs> I don't think any of us could do it convincingly. I definitely cannot not talk right. for ten minutes. I have to be sleeping for that to be possible. Good so I'll sit down and be like, hey, so, uh, yeah, this is weird. It is not the chosen circumstance. It is not the circumstances I would have chosen. Where Wait, did you know that we were exactly here? have you been? I knew when you approached the gate. I knew when you were eating with Aurel. And I knew which cells you were in. Yet somehow you sat here and just waited. Yes. A knife Look, he trusts us. No he knows good, good at things. If you know it's there. So I what's have... with... Yes. Uh, what's with you being called a heretic? We've... Look, look, this whole quest to find a book, we, we, lost, we lost a year, okay? We were in some weird stasis for like a whole year or so. So everything's different. We don't know, we don't really know what's going on. After your ride to the estates of Davidisaka. A cult arose in the church of Torniak. Aurel led it. The their movements and his force of personality were ineffable. We could not stop them. Our most powerful fighters were drawn to their warped doctrine far too easily. He promised strength and power, and he delivered. We have gone underground in order to maintain a semblance of resistance. The war was becoming brutal. 
villages destroyed, innocent lives lost. We tried to keep it quiet, but Aurel could not be kept quiet. No okay, crime well... was too great or small to be accountable for vengeance. In the end, this was our decision. All right, well, I don't know if it's important for us to note, but he took all our stuff. So... I am aware of it. It will not be difficult to recover. All right, whatever you say, buddy. This citadel has more secrets than Aurel has white hairs. Yeah, it's also got really crappy jail cells. I just pretty much walked out of there. He smiles and says, never, never design a cell that you yourself cannot escape. Yeah, but like I was able to escape it. I didn't make that thing. Dude, you have the book. Oh yeah, we totally found it. And we don't have it on us right now. Indeed, probably not. Okay, but, but here's the deal. We were told by somebody else that it should be destroyed. You want to explain what that's all about? Who did you tell about the book? We didn't tell anybody. There was somebody guarding the book. When you say somebody, what do you mean? Well, we had to destroy the Shadow Beast before we were able to get it. What, uh, what happened to David Osaka? Yeah, it was all haunted. He was doing, like, weird ritual stuff with it. I don't know. Oh, and then, like, a Satan or something showed up and told us things. We didn't trust him. A devil appeared, you say? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, which of you have got really good insight? Uh, let's see. My I got plus six. I'm Oh yeah, I'm only plus five on insight. Only plus right. five. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have it at all. Okay. 13, um, wisdom scores, four, insiders, P plus six. Okay. Uh, Gary and Amethysia, I'm going to say you two notice he goes, like, you, you can see the reaction on his face, like, you spoke to a devil. Well, he kind of more spoke to us, really. Uh, explain. He spoke to you how? With his mouth. <laughs> I mean, he just sort of showed up. Yeah, he took, uh, he definitely took humanoid, humanoid form. Big, red, bad breath, yeah. A servant uh, comes into this small room from a door behind him and is essentially holding a sack and gives you your stuff back. Oh, cool. I said. All right, well, we're not, we're not touching that darn book, though, because that, that's gone you poorly. You the for... bag I gave you, correct? Hmm? Well, I we put it in the back of holding. But... Oh, that's Did funny you... that you think we remember something that happened that long ago. Did you? Never getting any bag. Yeah, I don't know. I think we that. totally did. You totally did. <laughs> Look, our <laughs> characters probably our characters probably have better memory of this than, than we do. Maybe. I because I have a horrible memory, so I totally forget you you gave us a bag. Before yeah, we, we did. We messed up. I had everything I needed for the ritual in my study. I simply needed this book. Now. I do not have the materials for this ritual, but I do know somewhere they can be found. Oh, there's man. A, 
there is a village a few days from here called Baudelaire. The lordling of the town has all the materials I would need. If you can obtain them, we can... We can complete this quest that I started you on more than a year ago now. I, I, I feel like we should get credit for completing the quest because the quest was to bring the book back. You're adding on if to the quest. If there is somehow You're... some person running this reality, I am sure that some form of points-based award for your experiences will be... <laughs> yes, you're going to get experience points. I am sorry, my friend. I have little right. to offer you. At this time, we are not quite eating our boots, but it is quite close. We're doing what we can to hinder and to hamper Aurel and his fanatics, but I have little resource left. I can provide you horses, and I can provide you rations, but beyond that, I have nothing else to give. Well, that's pretty much all we need. So give us our shopping list and we'll get over to this Baudelaire place. Wait, but how are we going to get out of town? RL's got guys everywhere. And... <laughs> Not everywhere. Oh, well, you say that, but we're really good at getting found out in places. I'm just saying. I am sending you to that town, Baudelaire. There is a friend of mine I have there. He runs an inn called the Lazy Duck. Okay. Another end. <laughs> and, and he looks at you like you might want to write this down. Oh, man. I um, see, I can't take notes because then I, like, when you're talking and I'm taking notes, I miss things. And so then I don't, it's, uh, it's all a catch 22. You must find in Baudelaire an inn by the name of the Lazy Duck. The is somebody else writing name. this down? Who's, your, who's his name? The bartender's name is Huckleup O'Docket. Huckle up? You know, if these guys' names were just like Steve and John, would be a lot easier for us to to make notes. Well, I, mean, I did originally think about giving him like a traditional Irish name, but the spelling on those is insane. Oh um, yeah, like Siobhan, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. S i o b o b h a n. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced soybean. Siobhan. That's what I did. That's how I pronounced it the first time I saw it as a name. And then I was like, oh, that's not right. Yeah, I've done that. I think we all have at some point. Yeah. Okay, I saw this so thing that said that Sean Bean has the worst name in the world because it's got like, you should either be Seen Bean or Sean Bon. But... <laughs> okay, so Huckle Up something or other. What was the last name? Oh, Doc. it. I wrote it down. All right, I'm not writing anything down. As you all are. I shall give you a wagon also and some barrels of wine. Use them as your cover to keep you safe. All right. We're just what three zany wine merchants. Yeah. Not what do we this time? What are we collecting? You're not collecting anything. He will direct you. I shall give him your orders. The wagon itself shall contain them. Do not worry about that. He's aware now that you guys don't take notes and anything he tells you other than go to this place, see this guy, do the thing he tells you to. That might be a bit much. So he's like, okay, see this guy, just, just, just see. I mean, guy, in okay? theory, if we were, if we, all of our stuff had been taken from us, how would we actually be taking notes in world anyway? 
Well, we just got our last stuff back. Yeah. Darn we it! Give you stuff back. Yeah. Wait, do we have paper and? Oh, we do. I have. Okay, well, you got a I whole book. I mean, you part could of write... my kids. No, yeah. yeah. I would <laughs> not recommend writing anything in. Yeah. Just or just inscribing things in the cover of an evil book. <laughs> so I need to see what I'm doing. <laughs> What's the name of our band? I always forget the Dragon name of our Scorn. band. Yeah, Two Zephrenius with love from Dragon Scorn. Yeah, autograph it before giving it back. <laughs> yeah. Do not it's like his yearbook. Touch the book again. So are we keeping this or, or is he keeping this? He is not touching it. He does not want it out in the open. Well, can we All dump right. it out of our bag and leave it with him? The problem is you'd need to reach into the bag. Why Why can't you, you we can't just turn just, the bag the, you up? You can't just on. upend a bag of holding. Okay, well, what... Yeah, the bag we, of holding has all can, our stuff in there. Yeah, I mean... It would I take mean, a I'm long willing time to dump to the whole back. thing if it means getting the book out of there and then just put everything else back. I don't want to take the book. Something's going to happen to can, the book. I don't... <laughs> so he gave us a special bag for the book. Can I like, put did. the bag on my hands and reach in with... Yeah, and okay. then, like, I'll, I'll, allow book. I'll allow that. Okay, so you, you gonna be a... bag in the book. Gary, I've, uh... I've collected many, many a, uh, a fluffy dog turd. <laughs> and I'll do the, that's the method I will use. I was thinking that. I was like, this is just going to be like picking up dog turd. Gary, can you give me a charisma roll, please? Oh. What, so he can make a joke about the dog turd? <laughs> Not quite. 16. I make the best dog turd joke. Actually, wow, you, okay. Gary, you feel a shrieking inside your head as something is just broken off inside. Um, if, this was a, if this was like a wound, you, you'd, you'd feel like there, there was like a, maybe a small remnant of something, but, but the, the, the tendril of connection between you and the book has been uh, cut for this time, for this moment, at this moment. So is that a good thing? I don't know. Do you think having a mental connection to a book that's full of uh, demons' true names is a good thing or a bad thing, Gary? Could be lonely. I mean, okay. Well, if in theory said connection is keeping him alive, then good. If said connection will kill him, then bad. So let's be glad it got severed and he didn't die. That's what I'm going to say. Yes, let us be glad Gary is alive. Let us Yay. Be You're, you're, I love, okay, I've got something written down on my notes here that was, okay, how are these guys going to solve this? Failure means that the guards are now suspicious of them, but there's not a high chance of, of them doing anything unless, in brackets, when they do something amazingly stupid. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 they got past it. That was great. Okay. Each of you will receive a bonus of 500 experience points. Sweet. For making it back to Zephrinius and for escaping without... Actually, a bonus 500 because you escaped without setting off any alarms and uh, without causing a ruckus or killing. So we got a 1,000 experience points? We did. You all got a 1,000 experience points. Oh, damn. How close are you guys to leveling up now? I don't know. What do we need? Uh, you're on level four. Four. Right? Four. Okay. Josh, 
typing away. I think it's like 9,000 or something. It's quite insane. Oh, gosh. Oh, actually, no. Uh, it's 6,500 you guys need. Okay. Hmm. So Just what do you have mine? Right uh, 4,875. Oh, yep. wow. Okay, we're getting pretty close. I mean, we hadn't gotten experience in quite a while, I feel. Like, aside from that 500 okay. or 1,000, it, it hasn't been... You, it, did I give you experience for the shadow demon thing? Let's just say no. I don't I mean, remember. Roll me a sensor, Tyler. <laughs> well, can you view the editing history in a Google Doc? Because in theory, if we can see when the edits were made. Uh, this is, this how is much would you have given us? getting way behind the counter. Yeah. Sorry, way behind the curtain. The curtain. Whatever. Um, People know we're playing a game here. It's I know, okay. I know. I just got to... Whatever. We oh, can yeah, figure that yeah, out later if you want. I'll, I'll figure it out later. It's probably going to be... I'm sure I gave you like a 500 or something for getting through the haunted house. Did I? I, I don't know. I really don't. It's hard okay. to remember. Tell what. Just take the five. There you go. Yay. That's five, three, seven, five. Five, three, seven, five. Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. So you guys are ushered down another small corridor to, I mean, you guys are also walking downstairs going like those, those circular stairs down towers. And you find yourselves in a small clearing at the base of a tower. A wagon is being hurriedly loaded by several members of Zephrinius's, uh faction. And, uh, you, I mean, you guys are very quickly put on. You also notice that one of the members of the faction, it's, it's like a small... Actually, give me a perception roll, each of you, to see if you do notice this. Oh, yeah. Aiden notices it. Oh, yeah, Aiden, you pick up on this. You notice one of them just kind of sidles up to the wagon and just opens a panel, slots in a scroll, closes it, and just kind of, like, fastens it down. Hmm. So you realize there's a secret scroll in, scroll in there. Uh, Zephrinia says, if you head east, you'll find the main road. Head east for an hour on the main road, then head south. Take the second fork to the right. He then looks at you all again. Writes down the directions. Hands it to Gary. Because Gary can read. Oh. I can read all the languages. Makes I a copy. Know. Hands it to Amethysia. Looks at Aiden. Oh. And hands you a copy as well. He's, like, he's pretty sure at least oh. one of you can read. As one of them, as one of them on muzzle... Fluffy? Yeah, yeah, Fl Fluffy's unmuzzled. She's all okay. Alright. He gives her a friendly pat on the head. She likes it. And yeah, guys, we're probably gonna have to cut this one about... Actually, no, we've got a few more minutes, so I can just kind of... Intro well, let's here. get on the... Let's let's follow these directions to the letter. Very uh, good. The road the... leads your... You, you guys, it is... Not the easiest of things to drive a wagon in the dark, but I mean, there, there's a lantern ho hanging over the front, and I mean, Amethysia and Gary can both see in the dark. And despite your fatigue, you do find yourself to the main road in about an hour. the The road is quiet at this time. I mean, there's a few animals; you, you can hear them kind of roaming around Aiden. But again, I mean, traffic right now at this time is pretty minimal. You guys are, however, able to find a small hollow of uh, like a little copse of trees that have kind of grown into like a makeshift shelter and you guys are able to stop there for the night. 
Um, the night itself is, as I said, I mean, this is kind of late spring. So it's a, it's a, it's a warming evening. So, I mean, it's, it's not too bad to be outside. And I mean, you guys have got enough stuff to set up a small camp and, uh, just kind of establish yourselves. Um, I assume Gary or Amethysia takes the first or second watch. I mean, there's only like five hours until daybreak anyways. Yeah, I'll take the first watch. Very good. Can can I uh, try and pop open that secret panel on the cart? Sure, give me a dex roll. Actually, no, you can't. Sorry. You uh, can't because you, you scrabble at it with your fingers, but you don't find any locking mechanism. All right. So, I am sorry. Did, did you tell the other party members that it was openable? Or that there was something there? Yeah, yeah, I told them. Okay. That's sort of look at you like, what are you doing with the wagon, dude? I just I tried mean, to pop, just pop it like the fawns. Yeah. It, it I, have, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have thieves tools, which would, the, in theory, would that, would the, would the, okay, so I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, are you telling me about it, Aiden? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Then I'm gonna get to go, and and you get an advantage on this. Oh gosh! Okay, that's good. Let's look at that second D twenty. Well, okay. The the locking mechanism is far too stubborn. I mean, you you realize this this is not like the the gnomes safe or the halfling safe or anything that you were able to hit it on the side and it just opens. This was made by someone who cares. In fact, you can tell this is probably dwarf make. Um, and you and you you I mean you scrabble at it for a few minutes, but it's like. No, not happening. Dang. Yeah, I, I could, I could kind of just stand there, like toss my uh, uh, flint and like flint and steel, like delight fires, and I was like, nah, it's not worth it. I could just hit it with my stick, but it probably isn't worth it. Why would we destroy the wagon? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will call that a day. And Josh is going to go eat. I'm sure there's nothing sinister about the scroll in our wagon. I'm sure there is nothing sinister. I'm sure that's what you think. Man, I was so close to just burning, bur uh, blurting to Aura. Look, we were looking for a demon book, okay? What's the big deal? <laughs> oh, that would have been genius. You should have done that. I was so close. Yeah, I know. So I really like... wanted to, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> how well do you think that would have gone for you guys if he says, no. I already think you're corrupt. You've been hanging out with a demon book? Straight to the rack! And with that, ladies and gentlemen, and those of you who are not ladies and gentlemen, um, we will see you next week, and I'll hang out with you guys next week. Bye! Bye. Nerdy People Play D&D is part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network, and was put together by myself and the wonderful people you just listened to. The music we use is licensed uh, with permission from Gavin, a miracle of sound done, and he is amazing. You should go buy all this stuff right now. The additional audio comes from Audioblox. If you would like to get in touch with me, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at nerdypeoplednd. Thanks, and take care of yourselves. Cheers.